guys, this is Jimmy over at the Disney Nerds Podcast, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company. DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry, with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer any of your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-382-7767. Let them know that the Disney Nerds Podcast sent you. Welcome to the splendor, the spectacle, the sparkling sensation, where the romance, the comedy, and the thrill of Disney fantasies come to electric life. And as our friend Jiminy said, welcome. Welcome to the Disney Nerds Podcast, a place each week where like-minded people get together to discuss all things Disney. We'll help you get your Disney fix on. Here we go. A Magic Kingdom proudly presents, in a million points of musical light, the magical worlds of Disney. Hello and welcome to show number 515 of the Disney Nerds Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome back to the show. On this week's show, well, it's part three of the music behind the attractions. We've been bringing you a series of shows about the music behind the attractions at the Walt Disney World Parks. And this week, we're going to be hitting Disney's Hollywood Studios. And to help me, we have a full crew. To start out, we have Melissa. Hey, Melissa, how's it going? Hey everyone, I am ready, all gla- glammed and glitzed up for some 1940s glamorous Hollywood music. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We also have Morgan. Hey Morgan, how's it going? Hooray for Hollywood. Oh, sorry, I thought we were singing the music. Yeah. There you go, Melissa. Morgan provided. <laughs> and we also have Sam. Hey Sam, how's it going? Not bad, Ed. What's up? And listen, I love those glasses. They're awesome. I wish our viewers could see those right now because they're pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Hollywood Studios, you know, Ed, in thinking about this one, so many things that I think of for songs 
are attractions that aren't there anymore post the transformation of Hollywood Studios, right? We, we forget because we talk about Epcot and the transformation. But if you go back 10 years ago, before Epcot became this new thing, it was Hollywood Studios that became a new thing and lots changed and lots of new openings. And we lost some things. We gained some things. It, let's go to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, definitely. And we're on our way in. So the way we're going to do this week's show is we're going to talk about the different lands as we walk through Disney Hollywood Studios. We'll hit each of the attractions, talk about the music behind it, and after we're done talking about the park, we're going to come back and give our favorite attraction music that we kind of have to ourselves. So things that we really kind of hold dear to ourselves, things that really stand out, and Sam, if you really need to, you could definitely go back to something that's gone. Uh, yeah, well... So I, here's where my mind goes, because walking into Hollywood Studios, I just love Hollywood Boulevard and the Hollywood that was but never will be, the glory days of Hollywood and some of the songs that you hear. And the things that come to my mind are things like Pennsylvania 65000 and sort of that 50s big band type stuff. And yeah. I'm not 100% sure if they still play that or not. I'm not certain. I, you know what? That's a, that's a thing if they play it right now. But yeah, that's always the background music throughout the majority of that front part of the park, for sure. Now, if you're talking sounds, Ed, I'm going to add one, because if you're walking down the Hollywood Boulevard, as soon as you get to sunset, you hear that ding, 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 that stop bell going up and down. And that's something that I always listen to at that intersection, and it takes me straight to Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, both both ends of the street have that going yep. uh, back and forth. So uh, to your point, Sam, Sunset Boulevard, like the music changed as recently as about 2018 january yes. 2018 so there are some that we'll still recognize right it's the disney band that's playing uh popular music from the, the best of benny goodman and glenn miller and you know boogie woogie bugle boy and things yes. like that but i tried to find a list of this of the playlist that they have going and it doesn't seem like anyone's done that yet since they were the new since 2018 new, you're right right exactly um and so someone suggests, oh, you should just go in early morning, pull up like Shazam or something and see if you couldn't get oh, it to crap. register and come up with the list. Because Hollywood Studios music really is my favorite music. Like, yes, uh, when I think of listening to the Walt Disney World official album, I love when you get to that section of Hollywood Studios. But to your point, a lot of it is gone. It's not the same anymore. Um, and so, yeah, if anyone wants to go and get a list for us. That, that would, sounds like a scavenger like, hunt, uh, Ed. The, the, yeah. the first five songs you heard at Hollywood yeah. Studios. There you go, list it out. Well, also because <laughs> I mean, like Hollywood, when you get on, walk right in, you kind of go into a time warp because sure. you're transported into that 40s, 50s. I feel like I, well, maybe Epcot. I under, I hear the background music too, but Hollywood, I feel like I hear that background music more than any other part. Yeah, I agree with that one. I agree. And you know where you're going. Like, you know you are going into old Hollywood. Yeah. It's not even, like, a question of what should I be wearing? What should I be hearing? What should I be seeing? You, it's it's in your face as you're going through the turnstiles. And yes. Right. And that's the point. And you're right. The music does back that up and puts you right there. Um, it's almost like the soundtrack of that part of the park, right? We're in Hollywood Studios after all. I, my kids have said before, 
while we're just out and you hear some music and they'll say, oh, that's the, that's one of the songs they play at Hollywood Studios. And it's yeah, <laughs> it's one of those older big band songs. And, and, and it's, it's interesting to me that that's where they associate it with, yeah. right? Because they hear right. Boogie Woogie Beautiful Boy or Pennsylvania 65000 and they're like, hey, I remember that. That's from the Hollywood Studios. Sure. And I have to tell I mean, them, well, not exactly, but. <laughs> and I was actually going to say that. I think that's kind of funny that the younger generation like that's gonna be how they know those songs like like your kid said oh that's from hollywood and it's like you know i know i learned it in like music appreciation i was a big music class person in school like i know who glenn miller is i know who like these big bands are so it's kind of funny how the new generation it's immediately getting associated with disney which is kind of cool yeah please Let's go into Hollywood Studios. We're walking down Sunset Boulevard. That's going to be our first stop. And as we're going down Sunset, we're going to visit some of the attractions. Now, we're going to talk about the music and how it kind of supports, I guess, the ride, the attraction, or whatever it is. And our first stop is going to be the Beauty and the Beast show over at the theater right here on the right. And... That, again, is a flashback show, meaning it's meant to make people feel happy about the movie they've seen whenever they saw Beauty and the Beast the first time. And the show itself is pretty incredible, pretty right on, Broadway quality. Guys, do you have an opinion to their show? I think it makes sense on Sunset, right? You're, you're supposed to be in, in old Hollywood. No, Beauty and the Beast isn't old Hollywood, but it still has that Broadway-esque. It's timeless music. Sure. Um, it's super fun to go in and although unofficially sing along. So I, I love the placement uh, on Hollywood Studio or on Sunset Boulevard for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, kind of Hollywood Bullish type of yeah. place, you know? Very much Hollywood Bullish. And it's a, it's a good show. Um, look, if you have a little girl, it's a must-see. I feel like there, because there is glitz and glam in Beauty and the Beast. I mean, just be our, be our guest alone. You know, there's some glitz and glam in that performance in the animated movie. And of course, now in the live action so that was a good choice i'm interested to see in the future how that's gonna morph because i feel like eventually as sad as it is they're gonna have to replace beauty and the beast either they're gonna have to go with the live action or they're gonna have to go with one of the newer movies well isn't that the history of that theater going through the gyrations of the different shows that have been there yeah so it's there's been lots of rumors of something coming but then they never pay it out but True. Sam, to your point, it is it is their Hollywood Bowl because a couple, what, yeah. I think it was summer of 2017 or winter of 2018, uh, they did a mm -hmm. symphony at the movies or something. And so they brought in a live symphony and they did um, a, a kind of overlay with Pixar films and they had characters come in. And so, um, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the place when they did the uh, song from Up. Yep. Uh, they did Toy Story and, you know, Woody and Buzz came out and stuff. So it is a great place to be able to plug and play different things. We all just saw the Christmas one for yeah, yeah. the Jollywood Nights. And that was a perfect fit in that glitz and glamour Hollywood Bowl kind of style show. So no matter what they put in there, it, it's a great space. It fits the theme of being on Sunset Boulevard in that, you know, front of the park. It's always good. Always good music. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up the um, holi holidays in Hollywood show because, like, that was the first show that I saw during Jollywood Nights. And there, in my opinion, was 
I mean, granted, yes, I did like the the Night Before Christmas sing-along. But I cannot imagine a better show for Jollywood Nights than what they put in there. Because it did, if it the time period, if it fit the vibe of the, the whole night. Like, five stars to whoever created that show. They did an amazing job. Nice. Okay. So we're going to move on down Sunset. And... I don't know, guys, which way you're going to go? Do you go um, Tower of Terror or do you go Rock and Roller Coaster? I would always go Tower of Terror. And Tower of Terror is the epitome of Sunset Boulevard and music and time period and what it like. The music actually is very similar. They have a lot of the same artists in their 20 song set list. Um, Duke Ellington, Glenn Miller again, uh, but just in a more, more kind of creepy instruments it, it reminded me thinking about it of when we talked about haunted mansion and how at haunted mansion they took different instruments and played the same uh beats uh right. but just did it forwards or backwards in a different tempo this is almost like they took the the set lit or the song list for sunset boulevard and put it into the key and the instrumentation of, of the tower of terror and i love it it's my favorite yeah oh, no doubt no doubt. And I tell you what, the music could be as complicated and complete and beautiful as it can be. However, for Tower of Terror, the sound that gets me is And the screams that come project yeah. out of the tower. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um Which you could definitely hear mine if, if I get put on that ride. You could hear my scream probably in Epcot. <laughs> probably in Epcot. I love it. Because, I mean, that, that that is the one ride that scares the bejesus out of me. I've said it before. I will say it a million times. Um, I ride it maybe once every five years. And that's usually because Jimmy will not leave me alone. It makes me ride it. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah. And actually, as I'm thinking of the ride right now, I'm thinking more of the sounds of the ride behind the scenes as opposed to the music as much. Because the music is all about the queue and going through the lobby and such like that. But once you're on the ride... It's all about the sound effects, the clock ticking, the, the yes. breaking, uh, yes. you know, things like that, that really, really catch you. Um, but but just like, but just like Melissa said though, the, if you just go with the cue, since that's where most of the music is, it does, it fits perfectly with Sunset Boulevard and the whole, you right. know, 20s 30s 40s i was gonna say we we kind of took a step back maybe 20 years from what we started listening to on the way in sunset where it's definitely 40s and 50s and we're kind of going back to the tower yeah and then we're going to be hitting over to rock and roller coaster which is going to be bumping us into the uh, late 70s and the 80s that's the direction i'm going by the way i'm going to the left when i get on sunset yeah that, that's i'll see you later well, yeah. I'm going with shorter Sam. line. That's the whole point. Get that shorter line on the roller coaster, and then you can go to Tower of Terror. But yes, either way is fine. And we're going to go over Rock and Roller Coaster, and that obviously is all about Aerosmith. There's a lot of good music that's going on around it, and there's a lot of good things you see on the ride itself. But kind of hardcore, it's Aerosmith. I mean, I immediately think of walking through that archway with the car going upside down above you. And I even remember, and I don't notice it anymore, um, where it used to be like an old rock, like stay radio station used to be there. 
and I don't remember if it's there anymore because I know at one still, point it was Radio Disney. They still do the rock station because I remember getting off of it. You heard the DJ kind of announcing the next song yeah. or, um, but yes. But I feel like it was like even more like, I feel like I remember somebody actually being at that like building where they did the, the faux radio station or maybe I'm just making it up in my head. Well, the food place is decorated like a, a food uh, radio station. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, and this could, again, be when, like, they were promoting more the Radio Disney. Um, but I feel like there were actually people there for a radio station um, mm -hmm. yeah, back maybe. in the day. But, like, I immediately think that. And then, of course, my brain starts playing the Aerosmith music. I'm hearing that guitar riff. Wanting to play a little air guitar. Yeah. There's I'm, I'm off that. that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, what I got is... Towards the top of my list of my favorite sounds at Walt Disney World, and it is from Aerosmith on the ride. And if you've caught it before, it's changing the lyrics to the song to "Loving a Roller Coaster, Living It Up, yeah. oh. Going Down." Uh, and it's only played on the ride, and it's the only place you can hear it. But I think it's so cool that they changed the lyrics and got them to sing "Loving a Roller Coaster." It's right. it's awesome. Yeah, love it. I agree. I did not know that. That's fun. It's it's on the ride, and you only hear it sort of during the ride. Um, but loving a roller coaster, they changed it slightly. Mm -hmm. Loving a going um, down. And this is another one where the music is awesome. However, another sound effect that gets me—not sound effect, even—it's the countdown. Just the sure. countdown as you're getting ready to go. Yeah. Right. Another thing that I always remember, and this is in the queue, and this is more of a sound effect, is the door when you walk in that has like the little marbles in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always rolling them. Like, yes. you know, so I mean, they granted, took those doors away during COVID, but they came back. I mean, right. that that's that's AMSR if there ever was one. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I kind of want to push the kids out of the way sometimes. Like, I want to play with the door, too. <laughs> But, you know, I'll be nice. That's exactly right. right. Now, something else that's kind of newer to this part of the park and does not match the motif of Sunset Boulevard whatsoever. However, it is a must-do for all the kids, and the music in there is special, and that's Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Yes. So that's funny you say that it doesn't match. I actually think that Lightning McQueen matches better because you're in that end of the time er the era, right? You're in the 50s. So at least you're in the right era and music as part of like a road trip um, was really central to the movie. It's not a musical by any means, but um, Life is a Highway was such a part of it that it kind of feels like it fits and it's almost like, you know, the next stage of it where I always feel like Rock and Roller Coaster doesn't fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, but actually, I didn't even think about that. That's like a great yeah. way to think of it. It is. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, I guess Rock and Roller Coaster would be its own decade. This is its decade, and kind of going down Sunset, hit, visiting different decades. Great way to look at it. Well, if you go the other direction down Sunset, then you're in the most recent decade, which is Frozen and Broadway. So yeah. you just completed uh, going the if you went I down you Sunset did. and you went right to the towards echo lake i guess right. and we didn't need a delorean i mean how cool is that i know that's pretty awesome and this is kind of cool because we are heading over to echo lake now because we have a couple attractions over there before we get there though echo lake definitely has a soundtrack uh, yeah. i'm not exactly sure what it is but i know that that it's there 
and it's kind of relaxing as you're walking around. You're either getting ready for rope drop in the morning or you're kind of just like lounging around on your way out of the park or whatever. But um, it is there. And, and it smells retro vibes, I feel like. So you're yes, still very much back in the day. So I think I had I had a really hard time thinking of what the music in Echo Lake was because it made me think of either I'm leaving Sunset Boulevard and I'm still hearing Sunset or I'm starting to hear Indiana Jones or I'm starting to hear Star Tours. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost I, I could not think of what it sounded like at all. <laughs> right. It's the crossover. Yeah. Um, but you got a lot of overflow from Indiana Jones. And uh, let's go over there, and then we'll go over to Frozen. But Indiana Jones, uh, of course, great music. Reminds you of the movie right away. And puts you into the mindset of watching Indiana Jones again, getting through the obstacles. Um, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And the sound effects are spot on every all the way through it, too. Mm -hmm. The explosions are great because they're real, so that doesn't hurt either. Yeah. But uh, fun. Fun. I'm going to back up a little bit before you get to Indiana Jones because I'm going to duck into the 50s prime time and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch some of the classic cartoons while I have uh, uh, the meatloaf that's in there, if that's what I'm getting today. I don't know, maybe meatloaf, maybe pot roast. doesn't matter, but fried I love sitting all in there. Day long. Fried chicken all day long. Yeah, sure. Um, I love seeing some of the old Disneyland clips in there. It's so cool yeah. and it takes me back and, and I love... The 50s prime time, I can sit there. And in fact, I have recorded the entire thing. And you'll find it over at Sam's Disney Diary, where it's just the entire loop. All of it. And it's cool. It goes from Dennis the Menace to uh, um, go right down all the 50s stuff, including Walt's speeches in there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 50s has its own soundtrack with those clips. And even if you're not by a TV, just the music, the vibe with all the 50s. Like when I have next show, when it starts, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's iconic. And, and what's so funny is, um, oh, was it like a couple weeks ago? Um, they did a, um, Dick Van Dyke tribute on yes. TV because his he 90th birthday, right? 90 or 95th. I'm, I can't remember. I what remember. One. Yes. One of those. They, caught, they <laughs> talked about Dick Van Dyke show. And of course my brain went to fifties prime time because there's no more Nick at night for me to watch the shows on anymore, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, see yeah. it when I go to fifties. See, you're one of the kids that knows Dick Van Dyke from the fifties, as opposed to watching it on TV. A long time. Well, no, I do remember watching it on TV, it. but I was okay, watching right. it like Nick at night, you know, that kind of thing. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I get it. But right yeah. That fifties primetime. I think that's the first restaurant that we've mentioned in doing this. Um, Maybe. Uh, I don't think that a restaurant has made it in Magic Kingdom or uh, Epcot, but I would 100% vote for 50s Primetime uh, on the list of, you know, best sure. soundtracks. Yeah, and there's another restaurant I'll bring up when we get there. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, know which one that's going to be. I, I, I think <laughs> when, we, when we get to, like, Hollywood Studios, restaurants as a whole are awesome. Should, are, are soundtracks. Yes, I feel All like... They probably have some of the best individual themes out of all the four parks. Oh, sure. 100%. Sure. Well, that's the point is they are very stylized. They are very personalized to a specific idea. Um, the, the Toy Story barbecue, um, anything in Star Wars or, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm going with Sam to 50. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Perfect. 
I'm getting the pot roast. I I, I usually end up with the sampler, good. which is the pot roast, the piece of chicken, and the meatloaf. But yeah. Oh, that's that good. yeah, that's a good would, one too. Yeah, I would do that. But before homecoming was built, fifties was the best fried chicken on property, and so I will still get the fried chicken, and get myself some kind of cocktail and and some mashed potatoes and gravy, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Nothing wrong with any of that. And I gotta clean my plate. Clean plate club. Yeah. I swear. Very small sticker. Um, okay, so as we head back over to Indy, the uh, one of the other things that kind of stuck out to me was our, the exit music, which is such an odd thing. But once the show ends and they start, like everybody starts exiting out of that theater because it holds so many, you start hearing that music. And it's kind of, I, I can't place it. It's definitely from Indiana Jones, and yeah. it's not the main song. But it's definitely something that keeps keeps everybody moving, too. And it was really cool because if you're exiting, if you're facing the theater to the left side, then you end up going through the really, really cool displays and stuff like that to get out to the store. And the music kind of follows you the whole way out, which is nice. What made it really easy for the Imagineers, though, is that as you come out of Indiana Jones, you already had John Williams music. And you're going right into... Um, Star Tours, which is more John Williams music. And I mean, you couldn't ask for a better composer to be able to work with and then to have the same composer so that the sound is just uh, seamlessly flows through. It was like Morgan and I saying the same thing about two seconds ago. We we had perfect harmony. Great minds think alike. It was was very much harmony. (laughs) Very cool. Um, Okay, so then, like you said earlier, we take a flashback in time and we're going to head over to the Frozen sing-along attraction which has a very musical history. So as far as Sam goes, as far as remembering back, that was the theater where we had the three contestants competing for, um, what's the name of the show? American Idol. There's American Idol. There's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wasn't that American Idol? No, I'm talking American Idol just for the music, uh, which was pretty good. And I I think I have said before, one of my proudest moments was actually trying out, even though I couldn't get all the way through. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's further than I got. Well, I was, um, and I I don't know if I've told this story before. I was a cast member. I did this when I was in the college program. Um, And they said, you know, hey, we can't put you through. I was like, that's fine. I just want to, like, sing in front of the judges and see what they think. And I sang, and they're like, yeah, if you weren't a cast member, we would send you through. And I was like, that's cool. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you. Yeah. But no, so, like, back to Frozen, um, since... We're back. We're we're back in a newer decade now. Um, I I love Frozen. I love the music. I love that you can sing along. I actually uh, just saw a TikTok video. It was super cute. Somebody was video recording their nephew or maybe their son. Straight face, mean face. Either this kid needed a nap or just was not having a good day. But the person behind them, grown adult man singing along like there was no tomorrow that's cool sure. that's amazing that's i love that attraction so much is for that you can just be a kid yeah it is totally fine for you to sing at the top of your lungs and just like dance in your seat uh uh you know almost like yeah. lyrically dancing <laughs> sure. oh, definitely uh it's just dark enough where you can't really think people are seeing you sing so it's a fun time to catch up with that um for sure who cares uh, if anybody sees you if you're you're getting your inner Adina Menzel let it go right. on, you know? 
But I gotta tell you, if this attraction didn't have the two narrators, I'm not sure how long it would last. Um, I love the sing-along, and the sing-along's fun, but without those narrators adding the, the humor to the entire show, uh, it would just be a really kind of, I think, boring sing-along that I would never go back to. And you're right, and it is different every time you see it. Like, they yes. put in new jokes, and even I've seen the same cast members before, um, and they'll put in new jokes and new like, little you know, things between the two of them that it just make it fun to continue to go back to. Right. I do know our friend Mark Daniels has been one of the historians at Frozen, which I would love to see him do it. I think he would be awesome at it. Um, but I also like that they will play off the crowd. If somebody yells something or they go with it, like, and that that is like an improv comedy skill that I love seeing. Oh, sure. It adds a rewritability factor that wouldn't be there otherwise. Yes. At least not right. That's the point. Exactly. That's the point. Totally. And that's kind of like Monsters Incorporated. I mean, as long as you have a live audience and you're playing with that live audience, then you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And when for Jollywood Nights, they turn that uh, theater into what's this, a Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along. And I remember the first night when we were there, like when I went in there, I, I do love Nightmare Before Christmas. I play it Halloween through Christmas um, <laughs> because it is a duo. It, yeah, it, it, it covers both holidays. Yep. Right. Um, so I was excited. I was the I was the dork out of my, my parents and my friend with me because they were like, well, what row do we want? I'm like, we want front row. Nice. Like, don't at front row. But I was interested in seeing, like, are we going to have historians? Like, how is the Night Before Christmas sing-along going to compare to the Frozen one? And I was there. I really actually did like that there was no historians. You had two people that were basically dancing to, you know, the emotional things that were going on. And, of course... The, the songs came along and you got the puppet Jack Skellington coming out. And of course, Oogie Boogie comes out. So I like that it was not a carbon copy. They just, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas it, that it was its own entity. And of course, you, singing along to Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it's good. I'm sure it was. It was nothing like the Frozen sing-along. Yeah. The only thing they had in common, Morgan, was the stage. That was Yes. <laughs> and, and they did a good job changing the stage. Yeah that you didn't see frozen that was another thing i was concerned about so i hope that when they bring back jollywood for 2024 that show stays because i will be back on the front row singing it was, it was good awesome okay well we're gonna keep on walking and i think we're gonna actually skip one attraction and jump right over to muppets and that whole courtyard over in Muppets is based on New York, and it kind of has that little feel to it. And you do hear some music in there that kind of has little memory memories of that. Yeah, especially since they opened a baseline tap house. You get that sort of coffee house vibe yeah. when you walk by there. It's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, very much so. Um, and the Muppet show itself is, I, I almost wanted to say self-explanatory, because yeah. we know what we're getting ourselves into. Because the soundtrack from beginning to end is just incredible. Um I'll take the pre-show over the attraction sometimes. Sure, 
definitely. And I I do like that lately they've kind of changed it. Like when, like a couple years ago, when Muppet Haunted um, Haunted Mansion came to Disney Plus, they changed the pre-show and the show. Like, so I like that they will change it because that just increases the interest. But I do feel like this should, well, not should, this needs to be the first one to get the revamp, not demolish. It needs the revamp. It needs a little update. The show? What what exactly? Because let let, the pre-show. I love the pre-show. The pre-show can, you know, you can do very minor things to it if you wanted to update it. They've done that with Constantine and some others, but I mean, there's so many, this entire thing, there's so many quotable lines. We could do a show on this. In fact, you should (laughs) add the top 10 quotes of the Muppets. Dorothy was sick. I think it's hard. I'm, I'm not the sentimental, like Disney fan, right? There, there's a number of fans who want things to stay the way that they were. They love because they have the memories of the things that they do. That's That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not me. Uh, I, I've never had a, you know, a sad Splash Mountain goes away, but, you know, I'm looking forward to something new and forming new memories. I think that this one's slightly different. As much as I agree it would be nice to have an update with the newest technology of, of 3 and 4D, um, you know, the newest characters and uh, costumes and stuff like that, it's the last thing that Jim Henson really worked on and touched. Exactly right. So it's exactly so right. hard to, to it's almost like, like leaving that legacy. And and I think if they somebody could certainly do it, and if you could do it in a way that still paid tribute to it in some way, shape, or form, that it would be uh, okay. But I, I think that's why it's just not been touched. And they just touched the the pre-show and they are constantly in there messing with it because Muppet is the perfect thing to go in and mess with stuff. I think that's why you see yeah. Muppets show up in other <laughs> parks and do random things like great moments in history or you know the trash can thing. Like those yeah. are hilarious and so much fun. Mm-hmm. Which those totally need to come back in both parks by the way. Yeah. But I, I oh. do agree and I do I do totally get the like that's the last thing Jim Henson touched. I am worried though with new generations that just don't i could see the new generations watching it and being like eh, you know because they don't understand the history my answer to that is it's a small world carousel of progress and um give me something else to the magic kingdom that's been there since the beginning it's not going to change the tiki room although that's funny i gotta take that back since yeah you gotta take that back (laughs) Uh, pirates but the point being is that they're never going to change Wow, they've changed pirates. They've changed the Carousel of Progress, but that there's always a chance of that happening. Uh, but the, the point but is, it still, every but it park- still had the inf- it still had the. I think sure. Carousel is the perfect example, right? It is Walt. It, it's a hundred percent what Walt had, and it's it's been modernized a little bit, or it's been adapted a little bit to be in current. Um, but it's still very much you see what he wanted, and so I think that's what they'd have to do here. Yes, I I totally agree with that. Like, I mean, they they updated, like, the clothing and stuff in the last scene in Carousel of Progress. And even when the sponsors were taken away in Carousel of Progress, like, they took off the logos. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know if it's maybe somebody in the Jim Henson's family who can overwatch and kind of make sure that his touches are still there. 
but I do worry that if they don't do some kind of updated touches, the newer generation is going to stop going because they don't get it. Unless somebody teaches them, teaches them the way. Well, as long as they have phenomena getting back to music, I'll be happy. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they would be wrong to get rid of (laughs) phenomena. That would be against like, there's probably some Jim Henson law written somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> that Menomina will live on forever. Oh, sure. sure, sure. And Rainbow Connection. Like those are all great, yeah. great songs that you hear in that as you enter that land, um, that courtyard, the courtyard and yeah. as you're in the um, the queue. Yeah. And even calling it a land does kind of make sense because, like, the moment you basically walk onto, I want to say it's like a the brick pathway where you've got Muppets to one side. Pizza Rizzo and, and Gonzo's bathrooms to the other. Yeah, Royal Flush. Yeah, you are in Muppet Land. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I I hope that it always stays Muppet Land. I wish they would bring back the Muppet Store. Like, I know. That's been the, closed forever. The only thing that doesn't forever. have a Muppet touch in it is um, oh, Melrose, which, hey, you know, Name a dessert after Kermit or something, you're good, you know? <laughs> but the, the inside still reminds you a little bit of Muppets Take Manhattan. Like yeah, I could totally see. And stuff. Yeah, I could totally see, like, you know, them walking in with their little bouncy walk that the Muppets do. Um, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, but yeah. No, now I got Rainbow Connection playing in my head. Oh, no doubt. Um,. Okay, so let's take a step backwards to the um, Star Tours. Basically, it was the first Star Wars attraction in Hollywood Studios. And when I think about the different, when I think of Star Tours versus Galaxy's Edge, to me, the music of Star Tours, it's all about a movie. Now, it's kind of weird to say that, but the music in it makes it not as much realistic as it is as you're going to a movie and you're going to basically have the music bring you through the entire thing. Um, not sure how to explain it other than that, but it basically explains the speed and then the slowing down and the humor and basically the entire attraction as you're on it. Um, That's another cue that has a great soundtrack. Whether, I think you're right that it does. you do feel a little bit like you're getting ready for a movie versus less about I'm in a... Star Airport, Starport, um, but the inner the things that are going on over the intercom are very similar to like what we talked about at Jungle Cruise um, and being able to hear some of the jokes right. um, and yeah. that kind of inside humor and it's a, it's a super fun sound of uh, sound set uh, through that queue that deserves a uh, mention. Good good mix of sound effects and music melding into one for the queue. Yeah. Yeah. Sure just like Muppets, you could sit in the queue. Uh, I have sat in the area where uh, C-3PO is and the shuttle is and basically just recorded the sounds coming through there, the announcements, mm-hmm. C-3PO saying things like mm-hmm. that, R2-D2. Um, yeah, very, very... Um... I uh, Spoiler alert, but I like the muse. I think that's the best Star Wars queue in that park. Yeah, And that says a lot, but I think it's the best Star Wars queue in the park. Because we'll get to the other lands, but there's no cue music. It's 
and it's that's the way the it was designed. Very low. It's yeah, just yeah. the yeah. background noise of humming. People, yeah, which... there's a lot of like background oh. hum. Yes. Well, that's, that's supposed to be the ships arriving and departing yeah. that too. But I, I, that's not what I look for in an attraction. I look for something cool like Star Tours. Right. Star Tours has the soundtrack. It's the movie. You go to Galaxy's yes. Edge. You're really in Galaxy's Edge. You're yes. at that too. So you don't have a soundtrack. I'm not saying you it's good or bad. Music. It's different. But right. I prefer having. I want to hear Star Wars when I walk into a Star Wars attraction. But what well, you maybe, do here is that's what. Maybe, yeah, that's why you think you're going into a movie is because that's such a stark difference between going into Star Tours and going on to Rise of the Resistance, you know? Like, you sure. really feel like you're being, like, held captive and, like, you are being transported when you're over there versus the Galaxy yeah. or right. Star Tours. You're like, this is so cool, I'm, I'm going to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's now I, how I'm going to think about it every time yeah. I go on Star Tours. Now. And it's leading you to it, right? Everything's yeah. leading you up to the I ship. Star the Wars. ship is I the do. main part of it. Uh, Star Tours is the best, and I can't wait to get the new scenes that are coming. It's going to be awesome. Right, right. And Star Tours, you got to admit that it's soundtrack, too, on top of um, music. So there's yeah. a lot going on there as far as sounds yes. uh, that you're absorbing. The uh, sound that I miss, if I can do my flashback, is when they did the Young Jedi Academy next to that and sure. that they would play the different kind of snippets of of songs from throughout the trilogies um and then you'd have you know the little kit the little jedis and the, you know the crowd I, that was its own sound and, and it was just so heartwarming and fun to to see that and hear the music at the same time very cool yep yeah 100 percent. yep okay so one of the really nicest transitions I think they've had in the parks is the transition from Hollywood to Galaxy's Edge. And as you go through the tunnel, so we're going to go through that end of it, you are listening to California. You're hearing sound effects from the city. And as you're going through the tunnel, it fades midway through, and then you start hearing the sounds of that too. You start hearing the bugs. You start hearing the um, sound effects in the background. You hear the sounds of the ships as you're walking into it. Some of the uh, the A-wing right there it makes noises. Uh, as people are doing their uh, games on their phones, they're making different things in the area make noises. The different towers, the different droids, and it all combines together to kind of put you almost like Animal Kingdom, where you are immersed in a different land. Um, and I think that's just incredible. And I think it's always going on behind you as you're going through it. So walking around Galaxy's Edge is really nice. Yeah, one thing I actually do, like when um, when I took my um, dad for the first time and when I took my boyfriend for the first time into Galaxy's Edge, they are, you know, Star Wars fans. I stopped in the tr in the tunnel and just said, listen. Yep. yep. Because you're you are so looking around everywhere once you get out of that tunnel that sometimes you don't hear the sounds as much so i remember stopping them and be like just listen do you hear the the ships going up do you hear this do you hear that okay now let's go right yeah that's cool because you won't it's in the back of your mind and if you don't point it out you just miss it yeah you're right well because you accept it yes and it's natural because yes. it's, yes. it's exactly right yeah 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 uh, okay, so Rise of Resistance, 
You know, to be honest with you, I don't remember a lot of soundtrack is the way I'm thinking of it. I, I know there had to be music there, and I know it had to be like kind of Star Tourish where it's kind of moving around with you as you're going through different parts of the attraction. But that thing is so good, and there's so much action, and you're seeing so many different things that, again, that music isn't there that sticks out. But I know if it wasn't there, I would totally miss it. So, I think there's purposely no music from the point that you are captive held under whatever you're you're in captivity i mean you're in captivity there we go you are a prisoner you're a prisoner at that point when you are a prisoner to the point that you are then being um uh shuttled out is fairly silent beyond the boots squeaking or clicking on the floor there's no music there's just like maybe a little buzzing hissing sound of air yeah I, th- I think it's very intentionally silent for that reason to feel uncomfortable because sil- it, the park is right. so sensory overlay. It's like sensory deprivation and, and you really, it conveys that feeling of I'm in trouble. Like I am in oh, potential sure. danger. Yeah. yeah. And you're waiting in your prison cell and you're just, right. it's quiet. You're just waiting for something to happen. A foot, yeah. a boot to drop. Because I mean, last time I checked, whenever you're held captive in space, they don't play music for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they don't have Princess, a theme song. Princess Leia had music. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> that's really had- what the hairdo was. You know, it was really headphones because you know we know from Spaceballs it was personal soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the sound effects on Rise definitely, I think, led to the lead to more of the re- realism of it. Uh, and the same is going to be said about the, the Falcon ride, too. Yeah. Uh, Smuggler's Run. Because it's adding to the realism of the attraction as opposed to giving you really kind of like a, like a musical soundtrack. Um, like we're going to talk about, I think, once we get back over to some of the other rides we're going to hit. I mean, if, if I think about it, I, don't, I can't think of any actual like music in Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I don't even know if, if I hear music when I'm in... Um, the docking bay seven but i mean i could be wrong and it could be too crowded and i just don't hear it the only place that i've heard music in galaxy's edge the bar there is a well that's where i was going there's a radio in the garage that's playing in the back corner and is picking up the broadcast it's coming from olga's cantina of rex inside of there which is the coolest place that i think from a a connectivity standpoint but olga's cantina is where i'm going for star wars sounds for Star Wars music, DJ sure. Rex is phenomenal. Love the songs, although I don't know them. I think it's just cool as can be. So one of my favorite sounds is Ogus Cantina. And I still have not been to Ogus. They it's were begging list. people to come in for during Jollywood nights. Begging. Yes, during there. They were, because nobody was. That entire right. area back there, and unless I walked through there, from uh, all of that, Toy Story Land and all of Galaxy's Edge, nobody was back there. It was empty. Is there a decent soundtrack uh, when you are building your lightsaber? I feel like during that moment when you know you're getting your crystals and stuff that that was a pretty emotional soundtrack. Uh, it was soundtrack is more as like I was going to say tones. I don't mm-hmm. remember Ed. I was so into what we were doing, but it was remember. a lot of commentary from the uh, cast members telling us what we were doing and how we were doing it. And um, yeah, you're right. I was I was pretty excited about what was going on at the time, so I'm not remembering it too. But I f- yeah, I feel like I'm trying to. Re- so like, I have not built my own lightsaber, but I went in with my boyfriend. My boyfriend got to build one. Um, I feel like the only time that there was any kind of music was like 
at the end, that like emotional monologue after you've built the sun. But it's more of a like, like it's not like an actual like melody and that's what I'm saying. Like all that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember. As it was going through different parts of the, the 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 ceremony, I guess you'd call it. That's that's gonna be a good one. I'm gonna go back and listen to that one. Um, okay, guys. So, Galaxy's Edge, like I said, makes you sound like you're there. However, once we get over to Toy Story Land, are we in Andy's backyard or are we in? Well, the- well, you know what? I let you go past the sci-fi dining theater, and I never said anything. Um, I missed that, Ed, and I apologize for that. But sci-fi dining theater. Um, the thing that my kids just scream at me for is every time we're in there eating, I do the beware of the blob. It's that I love the sci-fi. It's another one. of Anyway, keep going. Right. I know sci-fi is really good. It's got its own soundtrack. It's got, it's on a loop. So it's about 30 minutes. I think something like that. If I remember it's around 40 ish, 42, somewhere okay. around there, but Fair it changes I- 12 minutes off. I oh. love sci-fi. That's probably like I, I don't know if I've, I've I think I've told the story at some point in time just because you know how long we've we've all known each other. Um, when I was a kid and Hollywood Studios opened and I learned what sci-fi was, I begged my grandparents because my grandparents were the ones that took us to Disney, and I said, "Please, please, please, can we please have lunch here? Please, please, please." That's cool. And you know. I didn't I didn't understand it now I know it now but being you know my grandparents taking four kids into Disney and being on a budget we didn't eat at sci-fi we had our sandwiches in our Ziploc bags but that's right but when I went to the college program because that was the first time I went by myself as a grown-up I went to sci-fi for the first time and was like cloud nine. I had two of my roommates. We sat in the car. We d- and I was like, I don't want to leave. I just want to sit here and watch this. Like I'm having a moment. I told the waitress. They gave me one of the driver's license things that they only give the kids because I told her my whole story. Like mm-hmm. sci-fi that- cafe it has a piece of my heart like forever. That is your why I'm a nerd story, like one of many, Morgan. I love that story. Yeah, I have I have many why I'm a nerd, but I that's that one of them. Yeah, right. Very cool. Um, okay, so let's head over to Toy Story Land, and I think the music of the land itself kind of leads us to believe that we are in Andy's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone else got now the Toy Story songs playing in their head? Yeah, like, yes. It's the, as soon as Ed said Toy Story Land. Yeah, I've got random music running. going in my head right now. Mine's, mine's Potato Head. The one potato, two potato, three potato, four. <laughs> you know, right. Try your you luck, know. you hockey puck. <laughs> That's what I got stuck in my head. Either way, there's one of those songs that pops up. Yeah. You know what? A- a- um, uh, a- what so great. has a great soundtrack to it. Yeah, it really does. Right. That's the point. And it's not even a singing movie so much. It's uh, not really. Right? No, it's, no, I don't. I wouldn't call it a musical. It's just like it's that you know you've got a friend in me is just such an iconic and good song that you automatically associate with Toy Story and now Toy Story Land. Right. Right. Each of the attractions have music that kind of leads you to believe it's part of Toy Story, but I don't think it's actually from it. It's more sound effects going on. Uh, Saucers, we're moving around, but it's a lot of alien uh, music, and I think a lot of like buzzing and such like that as you're switching tracks. 
Yeah, it's very loud, very carnival-y music. That definitely does take over the land. Um, it's good it's in the back corner, so it mm -hmm. sort of plays just in that undertone when you're at least in the rest of the land. Um, but yeah, for not being a musical, it, there's a lot of great sounds and songs and sensory things that you can hear in both Toy Story Mania and in um, Slinky Dog. Yeah. And even when you first like walk in, like if you walk in through the other way where you walk up to the big, you know, statue of Woody that says Toy Story Land. And of course, you're starting to hear the music and then you hear Woody talking. It's just the sound immersiveness is just really cool. You know, if you don't notice the big Andy footprints on the floor, you can't help but notice this giant Woody talking to you and you. I, I always notice the music when I walk into there. Yep. Right. Definitely. Uh, now, the new addition to Toy Story Land was Andy's Backyard Barbecue, which has, again, a great little soundtrack going on as you're eating dinner. However, the thing that stands out is the uh, ham narration as you're eating, telling you who's stopping by and different visitors and such like that, and even a couple of surprises that we're not going to say on every show, just in case you haven't been there. <laughs> Uh, but very, fun, very, very fun place. Yeah, like, this is just another example of the almost immersiveness that you get in these restaurants in Hollywood Studios that is completely different and on another level than the other parks. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last part of Disney Hollywood Studios is the animation courtyard slash... Chinese theater area so we'll kind of count them together and first we're going to stop at Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway which we're going to go back for Sam here a little bit because the great movie ride had some incredible soundtracks that absolutely to totally remember the movies and it gave kids views that they'll never see again also uh, um, we've talked we talked about it Ed when when Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway first opened it is a phenomenal attraction it's just a shame that it had to replace what was a great attraction, right? A thousand percent agree. Um, but I, in itself, I, yeah. it has a really, really good soundtrack in that they brought an original song. And I'm not going to say original to the attraction because I'm not 100% sure it's still It there. is. It is original to the attraction. Nothing can stop us Nothing now. Nothing can stop us now. Right. Na -na 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 -na. I think that was really cool. And that definitely sticks in your head. So total winner on the song that they did put into the attraction. Um, so. I feel like every um, every park has one ride where you walk off and you're kind of singing the song, obviously, and smiling. Yeah, yes. and obviously, Magic Kingdom. It's it's you know it's a small world, and nothing can stop us now at Mickey's Runaway Railway. Is that attraction and is that song for Hollywood yes. Studios? Absolutely. Um, which I do love, but I am I I am on the same train as Sam. I miss great movie rides. I do too. Um, I, I wish there was some way that they could have done both um, because I am a huge like classic movie buff. So, right. you know, being able to see those classic movies was I loved it. So which is kind of cool. We got back to this topic from a different show. We mentioned it also. And we are going to have a podcast coming up where we're going to go ahead and tell what we think would have saved the great movie ride. What movies could we have put in there or what franchises could we have added that would have given it a little bit more life to last through the next maybe couple of decades? 
Um, so look forward to that. Hopefully in the future, in the next couple of shows. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we finish up, the animation courtyard is an area that's going through a lot of change. They still have the kids show going on. And Melissa, I'm going to defer to you because have you been in there recently? No. <laughs> they've got a, they've got the one kid show going on in there and we've heard the announcement that ariel is coming back i haven't been into the kid show in years the last kid show i went to was bear in the big blue house wow. whoa that was oh, a wow. long time ago Ed. <laughs> say, i'm gonna use sam's little flashback here and this is mine is that was it because the entire show was perfect because our kids were big time into bear on tv so it helped us and it was great and i've actually never done the disney junior thing in there because by the time that hollywood studios opened like there was no disney junior watching kids me and my cousins were old enough that it was we don't want to do that <laughs> Okay, guys, so to finish up Hollywood Studios, we're going to hit Fantasmic. And as far as music goes, the entire show is about music. It's a story, it's heroes, it's villains, and the music kind of leads us from beginning to end through it. It starts with, welcome to Fantasmic. And for me, I'm, I'm hooked right there. That's, you just got to start right there and then boom. We kid humming the whole thing. It it's, is it's one the best. Day. It's definitely classic as far as Disney music goes. Um, Can another song playing in my head. <laughs> it's a radio station in here. Multiple tracks. Yeah. Okay, guys. So before we finish up, I think we want to come up with, and I think we're going to kind of go for our favorite. What, what is your favorite music attraction at Hollywood Studios? Ooh, that so I, is. I, oh, I, 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 I didn't even really think, think about it. it. I immediately don't think of stuff that's there anymore. Well, and that was my initial problem, Morgan, was when, when we were kind of preparing for this, everything I was coming up with, I was remembering just walking through the streets of America and all the street sounds that you would hear and things happening. Not my favorite, but it's something that I miss and it came to mind. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Runaway Railway. Nothing can stop us now. I love that song. I just think it's cool, and I love the attraction. It's just unfortunate that it took the great movie ride. So that's what I'm saying is my favorite sound right now at Hollywood Studios, and that's close with the Ogus Cantina right behind it. Mine, hands down, is uh, the Tower of Terror. Going into the queue, hearing all the music in, in the you know Tower of Terror-type fashion, hearing the theme song to Twilight Zone, I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what I'm getting into. I'm scared. Uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'd listen to that all day, every day. Nice. I I would say for me, what what's there currently? I would go Fantasmic. I I am a sucker for a nighttime show. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like the first thing that I thought of when I thought of music for Hollywood is and i know we're not counting fireworks but it was the star wars fireworks and the projections on yeah, the theater awesome. like that was that. immediately what i thought of but phantasmic was like number two mm -hmm. very good very good i'm going with star tours guys uh star That's tours gives me yeah. everything. it Love gives it. me music it gives me sound effects it gives me narration it gives me acting 
I could watch, I could actually almost say that I could see star attractions without seeing it, meaning I could enjoy the attraction by listening to it yep. uh, straight through. And I've done that before in the past where I've played different versions of that on our show from like a tra um, sounds from the rides. So to me, yeah, cool. Star Tours. You even when you leave the ride, the music playing behind you is signing off music, like get out of here music. Dun, 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 dun. Like that fast Star Wars Bye. at the end of the movie credits music. <laughs> it's and it's like perfect. Okay, goodbye. I'm out of here. Here's my glasses. Okay, let me let me buy something now. Yeah, and, you can't, um, I mean, you have you've got John Williams making your score, and you can't go wrong unless you had someone you had Hans Zimmer making another attraction. I mean, I, I agree with you. You you can't go wrong with uh, John Williams and creating that soundtrack. Yeah. So so we'll call Hollywood Studios the uh, park that John Williams soundtracked. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, it could he be. built. Sure, um, it works. Okay, guys. So what do you think? What's your favorite music from the attractions at Disney Hollywood Studios? definitely let us know send us an email jimmy tell everybody how to get in touch with the show you can email us at questions at the disney nerds podcast.com and email us individually at ed at the disney nerds podcast.com jimmy at the disney nerds podcast.com etc you can send us a message on facebook to the page the disney nerds podcast join our group disney nerds Instagram at the disney nerds podcast and twitter at the disney nerds make sure to check out the website www.thedisneynerdspodcast.com and watch the live stream every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Walt Disney World time. Real quick before you sign off, Ed, if anybody's nostalgic for the great movie ride, it's the Disney Nerds Podcast show number 337. That's the one to go back to watch for the great movie ride if you're thinking about that. Okay, guys, so that's it for show number 515 of the Disney Nerds Podcast, the music behind the attractions at Hollywood Studios. For Sam, for Melissa, for Morgan, this is Ed. And we're the Disney Nerds. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Kongaloosh. TTFM. Ta-ta for now. Have a magical night. Akuna Matata. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we 